0: Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, good to have you with us. We are built by Built Bar. That's right. Built Bar is back, baby. We love them, and they are back for you and then some. Again, Built Bar is at BuiltBar.com is your place to go if you're feeling hungry, if you need a little protein boost, low sugar, low calorie, high, great tasting, Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. That's right, BuiltBar.com. All right, let's get to it right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast coming up in the show. You'll hear from Kendall Fuller. And as time allows, little Matt Ioannidis as well. In addition, we have a bunch of news, little news. First of all, we weren't able to go to practice today, uh, Thursday morning, because of the rain uh, when the team has to go inside to the bubble. Normally in pre-COVID years, uh, we were always allowed inside the bubble. Uh, This year, apparently, we're not. I don't know if that's just for training camp because of the size of the roster or if that's going to be that way during the season, not sure it would really be a bummer uh, and we would have to figure out something, um, you know, because, I mean, obviously every time they go in the bubble, uh, we can't see practice, we can't see attendance reports or anything like that, and we have to kind of wait for the team to send a pool report, and they're not even doing that. In this phase of training camp, they will start doing that next week. Uh, for when media is not allowed in there, but anyway, matter of semantics, uh, hopefully it won't be this way for the entire season, but the bottom line is is we weren't able to go out to practice and quite honestly, Friday not looking great either, depending on when you are listening to this podcast it may already be uh, you know Friday morning, Friday afternoon, what have you again, whenever the team, uh, decides it has to go inside because of the weather we media cannot attend. Uh, so that kind of stinks. We haven't been out to the park just yet. Hopefully that will happen soon. All right, a couple of things. London Fletcher added to the radio broadcast. He's apparently going to do the post-game show with Julie Donaldson, longtime Ironman, NFL Ironman, uh, played, of course, with the Buffalo Bills, the former St. Louis Rams and finished his career with the Washington then Redskins. And look, I covered London from 2009 through 2013. So what is that, five years? Yeah, I mean, got along okay with him. I mean, I wouldn't say we were buddies or anything like that. Uh, I I had a major problem. I had a major problem with how he absolutely Pearl Harbor Jim Hazlitt in 2014 now some of you might laugh at that i don't forget stuff like that uh london was trying to do a tv show he was trying to sell a tv show um i know that bothered a lot of people in the building then uh it was completely unnecessary uh ridiculous uh and and wrong and 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 not truthful and you know trust me it has not been forgotten Um, so, uh, that, that being said, I say critical things all the time, sometimes over the top things that I wish I didn't say. And, you know, so I can't punish somebody forever. Uh, so welcome back London. Um, you know, I think he's obviously very smart. I think he's going to add a lot more than, I don't know who they had doing it. I think it was Fred Smoot and maybe Clinton Portis, um, you know, on the post game show, I was doing my own post game show for 106.7 The Fan, uh, and I think this year I'm going quite honestly to have to, you know, be out at FedEx Field, uh, so I don't know how that all is going to work. Uh, but the bottom line is, is um, London Fletcher will 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 add, you know, his expertise and 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 his keen eye uh, and his intelligence to the conversation in the post-game show. I don't know if he's going to come up for games. I'm not sure how that's working, but he'll be an upgrade over who they had, quite honestly. That's as nice as I can say it. Um, So the bottom line is, is Fletcher's doing the post-game show. We also found out officially, as I had reported earlier this week, uh, and as I've been kind of speculating and hinting about here many times, Uh, But, you know, sometimes you know something and you're told not to say it. So Chris Cooley is not officially coming back in any sort of way to the radio broadcast. Now, remember, and I was reminded of this, there was like in January after Ron Rivera took over, there was a pretty big rumor that he was going to join Ron Rivera's staff. Now, that ultimately did not happen. Um, Cooley wants to coach. And he's had opportunities to coach with other teams. Um, I know for a while there was a problem with Bruce Allen in terms of him joining the staff because Bruce thought he would give away too many secrets to media, Um, you know, all that. Same thing with D'Angelo. I mean, there was all sorts of problems. Uh, So I don't know if the decision to not give him a coaching staff position, but then to take him out of the booth was, was, you know, was made by Ron Rivera. I'm not sure if it was, I think it was Dan Snyder, but I'm not sure. I heard it was Dan Snyder. I I just don't know. I don't know. um, For sure. Um, it, It just seems weird. Like, right. If he didn't get a coaching position, why wouldn't he be back in the booth or why would he have been told? And Cooley, on Kevin Sheehan's show on the Team 980 in Washington didn't say hey look this is my decision he said no hard feelings you know but that's not that's not an indicator that this is his decision you know this decision was made from what i was heard back in you know for or from what i heard and what Julie Donaldson also tweeted about back in January now she didn't say who made it i was told it was the owner I don't know why. I don't know exactly what happened, but the bottom line is, is that's what I was told. Um, so you know, I, listen. I think Washington fans are going to miss something by not having Cooley. I think D'Angelo Hall is going to do great. Um, I think London will be fine. I think Cooley's really, 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 really good and really good at at seeing things and explaining things so that most of the time, the most common of fans can understand it, yet you get a little analytical juice out of him. Uh, and, and that's something I always appreciated at Cooley because as I remarked on Twitter on Thursday, most analysts absolutely suck. Most analysts are boring and lame and they don't say anything except master of the obvious stuff. Cooley was never like that. Never like that on the radio in terms of his analysis, game day, pregame, postgame, during the week, film breakdowns, that type of thing. He always brought something good, really good. I don't know, again, what happened. I'm not sure. But the bottom line is, is he's not going to be a part of the game broadcast. And I guess he's not going to be a part of the organization either. Which, you know, is what it is. So I don't know if there was a falling out or not. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. All right, so that's that news. And then on top of that, the Washington football team announced a new website to bring fans insider access as the franchise evolves. And it's called WashingtonJourney.com. And basically, it's uh, a fan engagement site that will offer a comprehensive an ongoing view into the organization's rebranding efforts Uh, and basically it'll have video and and you know all sorts of things uh they quoted a vice president of digital marketing and programming marcus stevenson saying quote we have one of the most passionate fan bases in sports the goal of washington journey Dot com is to bring them in virtually and not only give those fans an in-depth look at the efforts and directions we're going in, but to involve them in this evolution. Now, basically, again, they'll say, you know, it includes images, uh, content shared through social media channels, interviews, uh, videos, downloads and more. So Washington Journey. Dot .com washingtonjourney.com is where you can go for that. All right. Back in a flash with the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. I'm Chris Russell, Kendall Fuller, new, old, corner, rejoining the Washington Football Team after a couple of years in Kansas City. Owen, oh, by the way, a Super Bowl. Congratulations to Kendall Fuller. He'll join us with the media next right here on LOWFT. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us here for our friends at Built Bar. That's right, builtbar.com. They're back, baby, after we sold them out. That's right. They were so popular that Built Bar ran out of supply and they had to restock and they've got all sorts of new flavors and a really cool commercial that you can go check out. Go check them out at builtbar.com. That's right, BuiltBar.com is the way to go to get Built Bars right to you. And you get a nice special little discount just because you listen to this podcast. So again, go and make sure you visit our friends at BuiltBar.com and tell them, Chris Russell. And Locked On sent you. Save $10 off your next order by using the promo code locked on at BiltBar.com. All right, it is Chris Russell with you on the Washington Football Team Podcast. We continue right along after our opening segment. Now we hear from new slash old Washington corner Kendall Fuller. Remember, he was traded two years ago. For Alex Smith, you might remember that deal. And since then, what has happened? Alex Smith nearly dying uh, after an injury on the football field and hasn't played since mid-November of 2018. And Kendall Fuller, all he did was win a Super Bowl. So let's hear from the once again Washington corner, Baltimore native and Virginia Tech proud cornerback,
1: double fuller the last time we talked you, you kind of weren't sure what what your role was going to be i guess kind of now that we're a little closer uh you know kind of what are you expecting for this season i mean we're right at this point right now we're just all just getting out there just trying to learn the system um you know learning from different from different positions you know just learning the ins and outs, ins and outs of the defense and uh, you know just grow each day get better each day and just start kind of learning each other build that camaraderie um, you know, learn our strengths, our weaknesses, um, getting getting down the communications and things like that. So just taking it step by step, day by day, and just trying to, you know, uh, our goal is to just be one of the top defenses in the league. I know, obviously, you, you like being outside uh, and, and you've played a lot of nickel. Do you think there could be a situation where, you know, you would maybe uh, be at corner and base and, and nickel uh, when you guys are in nickel? Like, like, could you bounce back and forth like that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I did it my third year, uh, my first year with Kansas City, but uh, I think it's just all going to depend on, you know, what's best for the team. You know, we got a lot of talented guys in the secondary, um, you know, just see where everybody's strengths, weaknesses is, and just at the end of the day, just being, putting everybody in a position where we can go out there and win football games on Sunday. So whatever that is for any of us, that's where we want to be. There's also a lot of talk, and you did this in Kansas City, about dropping back to safety. Why do you feel that? Because not everybody can do play those roles. You can lineback. That doesn't mean you play back there. But you seem to be, able to be able to do it pretty well. Why do you feel that you can do play both those spots? Um, Just ever since I started playing D- DB, really, once I got to Tech, you know, Coach Gray was big on us just learning the ins and outs of the defense, not being able to just lock in on one position. And, you know, Coach Harris, he's that same type of coach. He wants everybody to learn the defense, know where everybody is supposed to be. So, even when I'm in meetings, if they're talking to the safeties, you know, the corners, nickels, we're listening, we're learning it. Um, and, you know, Coach Harris, he'll, he'll ask us, ask the corners sometimes about the safeties and ask the safety sometimes about the corner, just because at the end of the day, in a long season, you never know what's going to happen with injuries, guys being guys being down and this and that. You, we want to have that flexibility to go out there on a Sunday and do whatever we need to do to win. And then, also, during, during this whole, the whole lockdown quarantine period and all that, what was that like for you? What did you do? Was it was it difficult? Where, where were you? You know, hold up. Uh, it wasn't too difficult. Um, for me, all I did was work out and golf. Um, you know, got there in the morning, and get my workout in, and then golf the rest of the day. Just because it wasn't too much to do, but it wasn't too bad. We definitely had to be a lot more cautious. Um, you know, working out in the, in the gym and things like that, making sure we're wiping everything down and and definitely being uh, cautious of that. But Still, still able to get that workout in go out there on the field, you know, work drills and things like that. So, you know, I was definitely still able to, to, to keep working. How has it been working with Chris Harris so far? And does it mean more to you to have a former player as your positional coach? Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, you know, just the energy that he comes, even with, even in Zoom meetings, you know, where, where it's easy to kind of just be laid back and kind of drive, but he still comes with that energy, comes with that passion, um, you know, it definitely helps having a guy that played it because he, he knows exactly where, you know, where our, where our heads at, where our mindsets are, you know, what we're seeing, you know, in the games and in practices and, th- and things like that. But, you know, he's been, you know, getting us right, teaching us the ins and outs of the system and just being that energy spark for us right now. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to take that energy spark over for him once we're able to start getting out there on the field. Talking to you now versus when we talked to you before the
0: trade to Kansas City you come back to Washington as, as kind of the veteran, as, as a leader. What's it like for you to be in that role? And, and specifically, a guy like Jimmy Moreland probably needs to be really versatile. He's a guy that a lot of the coaches have talked about. What do
1: you see in Jimmy? Uh, just his, his mentality. You know, he just got that dog mentality, and he's a playmaker. Um, you know, even just – I haven't been able to be around, be around him on a daily basis yet, but just watching him on field, the way he likes to compete, um, doesn't shot doesn't down from anybody. And, uh, you know, for me, just I've always been just trying to, trying to be a leader by action, just showing, you know, how I prepare for Sundays, um, you know, during the week in the weight room and things like that. And just, you know, make sure, make sure that, that they see that so, so they know, you know, the things they have to do besides on Sunday to, to be the most productive they can be on, on, a, on a Sunday.
0: All right, switching gears a little bit. Uh, the quarterbacks are always in their own little category. But who's the best golfer on that defense?
1: Best golfer on the defense. Yeah, I don't even know if I got a, a lot of guys golf. Um, I know Jonathan Island is starting to golf. I don't think he can beat me though. From what I'm, from what I've heard. Um, but my biggest thing right now is I told Tress and Dustin that the day I got signed, my main priority was to come back in this locker room and beat them in ping pong. So that's the this the focus has has shifted from golf to me being the ping pong champion and I made that known to them. So I think that's ping why they got rid of the, I think that's why they got rid of the ping pong table. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I was curious about your perspective being a guy who, uh, you know, you were in this building under Jay, then you leave and, and now you're back. How, how are things different?
0: How is the vibe different?
1: Uh, it's, it's way different. Um, you know, everybody's still trying to figure it out, but you know, Coach Rivera, he's just trying to, you know, build that culture, um, you know, kind of just shifting everyone, everyone's mentality. And, uh, you know, I think the the good thing about it is just everybody's just, you know, trusting him, um, you know, and just going, going full steam ahead and just giving all our trust to him. And just like, like we said, just trying to build that culture, um, a sustainable culture. And, uh, you know, we got to do that day in and day out to build that. So that's what we focus on. All right, that is Kendall Fuller. We'll rejoin him and the rest of the media
0: coming up next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. All right, we finish up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with more from Kendall Fuller meeting the media. And I know obviously you haven't been around the team per usual the way you would during a normal offseason, but what do you sense
1: as a if anything is different between what's happening now under uh, Ron Rivera versus when you were here the first time with Jay Gruden and that regime um i think just coach rivera is just trying to build a different culture um you know we're you know we're just coming in every every day with the right mentality i think that's our main focus and that's what we got to build day in and day out you know i think that's a good reason why so many of us are happy to be back in the building so football wise i'm wondering i know you guys just recently got back together you're still kind of getting used to new players but have you had any early initial impressions of Chase Young, whether on the field or off the
0: field, how he carries himself?
1: Uh, just as a professional. Um, you know, just – and I haven't been around him too much. But, you know, you see him uh, – I think I saw him after just getting in a couple sprints today. Um, you know, he just kind of has that – just that vibe when you walk by him. You know, he's just – he doesn't seem like a rookie. He um, seems like a professional. Um, he's hungry. He wants to work, you know, being well, – what he's number two pick. Seems like he's not even thinking about that, but he's just thinking about just you know being the best player he can be on Sunday. So, you know, that's definitely a good a good attitude and a good vibe for an energy for a rookie to be carrying around.
0: Is there one of the one or two things that maybe you took from your two years in Kansas City behind the scenes that were maybe integral and part of building that championship team and championship culture that you can transfer over just from your experience there, or is it just kind of you know? Every organization is different. Every building is different.
1: Uh, No, I think one of the main things that I think I picked up from Kansas City is just, like, when you're in the building, the work never stops. Um, You know, they always had us doing walkthroughs a little bit early before practice. If we got to get out there five, ten minutes early, getting out there just to get more reps in. Um, You know, if you're not – if you're in a period and you're not doing nothing, instead of just sitting there on the sidelines and just chilling, you know, let's get up, do something, even if it's just something just playing catch, doing little ball drills and things like that, um, you know, I think that was that was probably the biggest thing that stuck out to me, you know, when we were out on that field there it, it wasn't no sitting around, we were working at all times, and, uh, you know, I think that's I know Coach Rivera, you know, he's already like that, but, uh, you know, it's definitely something that I took from Kansas City.
0: Okay, you know, Chris Kerwin from NBC4, what was your favorite memory when you were here with the Redskins? Was it like the interception against the Niners or the Giants, the last second? The interceptions are big, but those last seconds
1: favorite memory with the redskins in my 2 years here i just said that to give myself more time to think i would say the niners interception was the C- the seahawks game um i enjoyed the seahawks game cuz i i remember the defense playing big um you know the whole game and then i think i think it was one of the last series the defense we didn't we didn't hold our hold our own and the offense kind of Came back through and bailed us out. They they had been struggling the whole game, and you know they just stayed in there, kept battling, kept fighting, and came in there to to came in there and, and made plays at the end to help us win the game. Um, so that was the first, and I like my interception. So hey, uh, Paris, you can go. I don't think Scott or Wine was on. All right, thanks. Uh, hey Kendall, nice to see you. Um, I was just curious. like obviously you won a super bowl that's the the main goal but how would you evaluate your performance in kansas city just how do you feel like you played over those two years uh it was i think i did pretty good uh you know definitely never to my expectations um you know i think just the, the the different challenges each year i was there um you know first and second year just playing only nickel and then going from playing outside and base to to inside and uh and sub packages, which is adjustment, just because you got to make sure you're prepared for both. Um, and then my second year having the surgery, um, and I think the second year at the breaking my thumb, the second year in a row, you know, I was definitely a little bit more cautious. But you know, Tyron that came in hot, you know, with that safety nickel role, so having to also play that role, which was a big adjustment for me. So it was a lot of things that just a lot of adversities that I was facing, um, but just battling through them and uh you know I think that was the the beauty for me especially like the late playoff run in the Super Bowl just knowing that all the adversities I had pushed through throughout the season with the thumb you know going out there and never playing safety in my life and going out there and and late in the season and playoffs games so just pushing pushing through those adversities just kind of just you know show me that I can fight through anything during the course of the season. Even Mm -hmm. before the the second thumb injury during your second year the uh, you weren't seeing the field as often, but was there anything like, did you feel more refreshed not playing that many snaps or how, how did that kind of reduce workload, maybe help you or hurt Say you? That. Say that one more time. How did, you know, your, your snaps were a little bit down your second year, even before the thumb injury, just how did that kind of reduce role or you were asked to do different things did that help or hurt your game? How how would you kind of evaluate that? Uh, My snaps weren't down before my thumb injury. Um, thumb injury – it was just uh, – if you want to say down, it was just – They had just decided a just Like to, You played like 100% of the snaps your first year. It was like – Yeah, my first year in KC I did base corner and then sub nickel. And then my second year they kind of just let me focus on nickel, um, especially with the new system and things like that. Um, but it felt it felt good out there, um, you know, especially first first two or three games. You know, I think – us as a defense we were just learning the ins and outs of the system learning what we could get away with what we couldn't get away with and uh you know once i got hurt it was able i wasn't able to out there i wasn't be able, wasn't able to be out there learning the ins and outs this that on the field but i was in the film room being able to learn the ins and outs and uh us as a to- as a whole defense we were just able to hit hit our shot at the right moment Hi, Kendall. Raina Walker with The Athletic. Nice to meet you. As far as how things have gone so far in practice, Chris Harris told us that you guys are all just being called defensive backs, not cornerbacks, not safeties. He's going to move you guys wherever you're most comfortable. So far, where do you feel like you've been most comfortable in the practices? Um, Corner and nickel. Um, You know, playing corner my whole life, playing corner, you know, at Tech all the time. Even my first two years here, um, you know, in, in practice, playing a little bit of corner playing nickel, you know, the whole time, I've pretty much been in the league. So anytime I'm at corner and nickel, it feels it feels comfortable for me. He mentioned the fact that, you know, obviously Jimmy Moreland is somebody that he's very hon, Fabian Moreau. How have they been like how have you seen them being utilized? How do you feel like they've done so far in the practices? Just what have you seen so far and how you guys have been used around? Uh all of it's just learning. Um, you know, just you know, kind of everybody just getting on board, you know, learning not just focusing on their sales. not just saying, oh, I want to play this position, so I'm only worried about this. But, you know, we're, we're in there rotating with each other, you know, asking each other questions. Um, and, you know, everybody's just open, just learning the system, knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, we're gonna, they're going to put us in, in, in places where we're trying to go out there and win, and win football games on Sunday. So, you know, just the open mindset that everybody has right now and the willingness for everybody to learn, learn the defense and, and just get each other better mentally right now. And thanks for being with us on today's episode of
0: the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Don't forget to go to BuiltBar.com. Save $10 off your next order at builtbar.com if you use the promo code locked on at builtbar.com coming up we will have another episode and we'll hear from matt ionitis matt ionitis and we'll try and get in as many player interviews and sound as we possibly can uh, all throughout the rest of the season uh, as uh, we're getting lots of media availability even if we're not allowed to be at practice All right, that's going to do it for us. Another episode coming before the weekend is out. Thanks for being with us. Adios.